Hello, my name is Thomas. Thank you very much for downloading this episode of British Culture, Albion Never Dies. This is Back in Britain 7, my 66th episode. If you Google British Culture Podcast, I do come up in the search results. Where exactly? Uh, may depend on your IP address, your, your phone, your laptop, all kinds of factors, what you Googled before. Who knows what's playing with the algorithm. Number one, pretty consistently, is the Guardian UK Culture Podcast. And of course, they are a major newspaper, so if they put out a, a British Culture Podcast, of course, it's going to dominate um, in some Google results. And number two, which is fantastic, uh, in some it's... Uh, Let's, let's have a look. It could be the British Culture Club, which is for those learning English as a foreign language. When I first started doing this podcast, I had a look around just to see if there was anyone else doing the same thing. Maybe I didn't need to do this, maybe I shouldn't do this, or maybe there was someone who I could reach out to and we could kind of collaborate and see what we could do together. But I couldn't really find anything that does this you know, just general approach to UK culture outside of English as a foreign language. Um, so yeah, the UK, sorry, the British Culture Club, they seem... It's really popular. I've looked at some of their stuff. It looks pretty good, but again, it's a learning English resource. Um, it's not for na native speakers of the English language. Uh, there is one surprise contender, surprise to me, which is Bass Culture UK. How bass music shaped British culture, looking at ska, reggae, and dub in the UK. So, our surprise, that was one of the top podcasts. Uh, as I say, just from a Google search... Um, because often if you think, you know, British music's influence on the world, you know, you might be thinking, say, the Beatles. So I don't know if there's a Beatles podcast. Maybe I, maybe I should have checked before I started recording this. Uh, but I was just looking through the general, you know, top ten results. And I must admit, I'm pretty pleased to be, what, in the top five? Maybe even in the top two, depending, depending where you are. Maybe give it a go. Google uh, British Culture Podcast and see... See where, where I come up. Maybe screenshots sent to me. Let me know. I'm very curious. Anyway, of course I'm curious about myself. It's called ego surfing <laughs> when you search yourself on the internet. I've had a rare week, very rare week, in that I've had very, very little travelling. I've just spent my time seeing some friends and, and relaxing because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my new job. But of course, you do need a bit of rest and relaxation. Um, like I say, really, really enjoying my job. I had promised a friend of mine, well, you know what, if you, if you recommend me for a job, I'll buy you a Betty's. Uh, Betty's Tea Shop is my favourite tea shop in Yorkshire, and so I said it for a joke, really, kind of, maybe? But anyway, I said I'll buy you a Betty's, and uh, yeah, that, that alliterative phrase has come true. Um, my friend recommended me for this job, I got it, I've, I'm enjoying it, uh, so I made good on my promise and took my friend to Betty's Tea Shop in Ilkley. Um, there is a song called Ilkley Moor Bartat, or Ilkley Moor Without a Hat, about a man who goes up onto Ilkley Moor chasing uh, Mary Jane and uh, he catches his death of cold. So I made sure not to go up onto the moor because I didn't have my hat. Uh, I just went to Betty's, had a lovely afternoon. Why is this tea shop so so iconic why is it so popular it's something to do it's the quality it's the service it's the environment it's the atmosphere i had a look on their website of of how did betty's even come about it was founded in uh oh what is it 1919 uh by a young by a young swiss gentleman who'd come to the uk in 1907 leaving switzerland with the dream of establishing his own business there's a story that he arrived in london having been told to go to a specific address uh, but when he arrived he was just 
tired, worn out, and couldn't remember the name of it, but remembered it sounded like bratwurst, German word for sausage, I guess, and then he, he asked somebody, how do I get to bratwurst, and they kind of worked out he probably meant Bradford, and so he was sent up to Bradford, and he ended up going up to uh, to Harrogate. I'm not quite sure what happens with, between then and him finding a home in Harrogate, which is, I guess, close to close to Bradford. Uh, but anyway, he arrived apparently penniless, uh, jobless, and unable to speak English well. That, that's what the Betty's website says. And they say they've come a long way since then. <laughs> he set up uh, his tea room in Harrogate, uh, 1919, and it just grew and grew. And now their specialities are delivered all over the world. They have their online shop, and they share their knowledge and passion for cooking, baking, and good food at Betty's cookery store. Um, I was curious, why is it called Betty's? There's no apostrophe. It's not like there's one Betty. It could be a collection of Betty's. Uh, but there are, according to company, four possibilities. One is Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. It could have been named after her, although some people say that's pretty unlikely because she didn't come to public prominence until she married the Duke of York in 1923. And, of course, it was founded in 1919, so maybe not. One it could be Betty Lupton, former manager of the Harrogate Spa. That that could be. One is the daughter of a previous occupant of the Harrogate premises who died of tuberculosis, or a small child interrupted a meeting at which the choice of name was being discussed. So there's four possibilities of who was Betty, but nobody knows who Betty is. And uh, yeah, the fat rascal is one of their most popular cakes, biscuits, scones, whatever you want to describe it as. Um, have a look on their website. As I say, they gave me a lovely afternoon. <laughs> And I gave my friend a lovely afternoon by treating her to a Betty's because she'd recommended me for a job. On the Sunday, I was an usher at the cathedral, Bradford Cathedral, where people have worshipped there for well over a thousand years. Um, and being an usher, I hand out the order of service for the sung Eucharist. So the, I've realised in recent years that the the Church of England service is quite special. It goes all through the, the Book of Common Prayer, and it's also quite musical, filled with hymns, choir music, organ music. It is, it is something to be experienced. What else could I say? Uh, I am, of course, an usher there. Normally an usher would also collect the collection, but at the moment they're not passing baskets round and so on. There's actually a card machine you can tap um, make donations in a variety of ways but i think as a covid measure you know a couple of years ago they, they decided not to pass around the thing um equally the doors nowadays stay open there are quite a few kind of covid concessions but you can see the service online on the bradford cathedral youtube channel um i'm not sure if you'll spot me <laughs> a bit careful with you know, showing showing members of the congregation um but anyway they've got a great social media account i've often shared their, their instagram stuff i think it's great fun I also, I also got a fantastic new tie. <laughs> you may have seen that on my Instagram, on my Fleming Never Dies account. Um, I wanted a, a Turnbull and Essa tie to celebrate the job. And, uh, well, I looked on eBay. Um, I wasn't sure if I could quite stretch to a new one. And it, it's quite easy to find nice ties at, say, charity shops or eBay. People often get given them as gifts and then just kind of pass them on or... Sometimes they get given ties as retirement presents, which always strikes me as funny, because a lot of people go into retirement and say, finally, I no longer need to wear a tie. <laughs> so it always seems a funny retirement gift. But anyway, lots of people have gifted them, passed them on, so I just saw one. It was under £20, very happy, and uh, it, I just really liked it. It's uh, navy, and, navy and pink, kind of a nice little micro pattern, I guess. Really liked it, bought it, 
the seller was really nice sending me kind of messages and it arrived actually with a handwritten note thank you Janet um, yeah, it was really nice and the the label for Turnbull and Ass was just a bit different from my I had a previous one from them which I did buy new as a manager um, but it was just a bit different so I took a picture of it and sent it to a few friends, to a few friends in the in the James Bond community, experts on clothing, and uh, well, it's Matt Spacer of uh, Bondsuits.com. Um, he he immediately immediately let me know that it must have been made in the 2001 2002 <laughs> um, run, and then surprised me that Pierce Brosnan died another day wore a tie from the same series, I think, or it, it's the same tie but a different colour. It's it. James Bond's one is is yellow and navy, and mine is pink and navy. But we he sent me a photo. You can see in the film. Uh, it's when he's on an aeroplane going into London. There's a beautiful air hostess, and there's a bit of turbulence. The air hostess gives him uh, a martini, and he says, "Good thing I asked for it shaken." Um, but the beautiful air hostess is Roger Moore's daughter, which I think is a lovely, lovely touch. It's a lovely tie, and as I say, I bought it with no thought of a, a James Bond connection. But there was one, and that's, that's jolly nice. <laughs> but again, I would not have known it if I hadn't asked um, a bunch of friends. I say it was Matt Spacer who, uh, who got back to me. I'm going to close up. Um, somebody actually messaged me recently, Roland Hume, who I interviewed a short while ago, saying, I'm really enjoying your podcast. You have them at just the right length. 15 minutes, give or take, is perfect when I have something to do and I need something to listen to. Yes, maybe the length of time it takes to... Iron a couple of shirts or <laughs> do a bit of cooking or whatever you're doing, whatever jobs you're doing. So I'll keep this one fairly short. I do enjoy the longer ones sometimes, the deep dives. But this is just my diary entry. This is the calm before the storm because, of course, it's the Platinum Jubilee coming up. The Queen was, of course, crowned in oh, 1952. Sorry, 1953. She became Queen in 1952. Oh, terrible. I'm not going to cut that out. <laughs> I'm just going to keep that. But it's uh, her Platinum Jubilee coming up. There'll be big celebrations, and so, of course, I'm going to take my recorder with me. I'm going to record some of what's going on. I'll be taking pictures. I'll be sharing all about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's all coming up. Um, somebody did suggest, you know, I did a piece on UK-US cultural differences, and uh, Ismail messaged me and said, you could do one on differences between the UK and Turkey. Um, you could do like an Englishman in Istanbul or something like that. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ponder that one. I thought it's, it's really interesting. I haven't really included a lot of my my Turkish language studies or, or my my Turkish experiences on this podcast, and it's been a, a major part of my life. So I'm gonna start pondering that more and more and more. Jubilee stuff coming up, some Turkish stuff after that, some more back in Britain, and uh, I feel it's obligatory now for me to say it. The alphabet of Britishness will come back, starting with S. I have a, a decent number of suggestions, but again, just waiting until I have, you know, maybe just a place of my own so I can sit in the evenings, do my research. Um, yeah, it's coming up. But, keeping this short, I hope you have a lovely week. Thank you very much for downloading, and yeah, give me a Google. Where am I in the Google rankings? <laughs> Let me know. You can find me on Fleming Never Dies on Instagram. Lots of people have found me on YouTube. Um, thank you very much for those who have. Uh, it's just youtube.com forward slash British Culture. So there's not been much new. Again, sorting out my life here. Uh, but when there is something new, I'll let you all know. And, of course, you can email me at albionneverdies at gmail.com. So keep in touch. Thank you for all the messages. See you later. <laughs>